Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this week's episode of Ask Amy. Our investigation into the City of Houston Water Department is resonating. We know that we've gotten the attention of city council and city leaders, and we're hearing from a lot of you. By we, I mean myself and Andrea Sladen. She is one of our investigative producers, works a lot behind the scenes, but works a lot getting your emails and your calls for Ask Amy segments and all things consumer. Yeah, we get a lot of your emails. We love going through them. Um, Last November, whenever we first started looking into this deep dive into the water bill issues, you know, we watched the city council meetings. We see what's going on. And we noticed one of the council members was talking about water leaks, water breaks. Why is it taking so long for public works to fix these? So we kind of took note of that and went back in January and followed up with him. And pretty interesting stuff. Here's what we found. Water leaks and breaks. Clear water bubbling up. Gushing. Flowing across roadways and right into the gutter. It looked like uh, Niagara Falls. We've all seen it everywhere in Houston. The city is now averaging more than 500 leaks a day. Water pipes cracking and breaking. But while citizens report the gushing water and crews rush to repair the leaks, there's a bigger problem. They came out and didn't know where our lines were. So they just kind of scratched their head. They didn't know what to do. Laura Beaver says a major leak in her townhome community near Tanglewood flowed for weeks, well after residents reported it to 311. Not because the city didn't have the crews to respond, but because when they showed up, Laura says they didn't know where to dig. A public works employee told her the maps for her community's water lines and pipes don't exist. They said they lost them maybe in a hurricane. I don't know if that's right. Houston City Council member Robert Gallego says a public works crew at the scene of another water main break told him the same thing. He informed me, council member, we could have had this fixed within two hours. Unfortunately, the problem is, is that the old infrastructure, uh, the maps are outdated and they were trying to find out where that cutoff valve was. Lost pipes and cutoff valves nearly three months after Gallegos reported the problem at a city council meeting in November, we asked him for more specifics. Uh, they were talking about, you know, having to figure this out several blocks uh, where the main cutoff valve. Drive around. Right, driving around, trying to figure out because the map they had just didn't make any sense to them. It didn't make any sense to Jeff Balky or his neighbors in Forest West who reported this leak on Pinemont in early December. Some 400 complaints through 311. It's definitely a problem just from a wasting water standpoint. City crews came out, put down these cones and left, leaving the leak gushing for several more weeks. In January, homeowners sent KPRC2 these pictures of a utility pole leaning, seemingly from the saturated soil. Who is paying for all of that lost water? It's certainly not billed to the ratepayers because they only build what comes through their meter. It has to come from somewhere if they're losing that much money. I mean, they're losing that much water. 
then somebody has to pay for that. The Texas Water Development Board says lost water in Houston cost the city more than $24 million in 2021. And last year, the city lost 2.4 million more gallons than the year before. And response times to fix the leaks are drastically slowing. In 2019, it took about 3.39 days to repair leaks. In 2022, repairs took an average of six days. In 2023 so far, Public Works says it's taking about 10 to 15 days to repair leaks. If it's a water leak on a pipe that's serving a hospital, serving a nursing home, serving a school, you know, those are the things that we put to the front of the line to make sure that we're keeping those in service. And if it's a small leak that's not impacting pressures, it may run longer. And we don't want that. Let me be clear, we don't want the water to be running down the street. We wanted to ask Public Works Director Carol Haddock about the lost or outdated maps in this interview. But her communications liaison said our time was up. Yes. We're almost at time. Okay, all right, what time do you have? All right, I wanna make sure. Okay. Councilmember Gallegos told us he would ask those questions we could not. Does Public Works agree that the maps are outdated for some parts of the city? Oh yeah, for some parts of the city, yeah, the maps are outdated. But why? What allows that? What causes them to, to be outdated? No, I mean, that's a question for Public Works. You see what I mean though, I guess if you, if you have infrastructure and I have plats and drawings and blueprints, um, and if I make a change and along the way I note it on those documents, then they're never allowed to be outdated. So, I mean, by them saying they're outdated, at some point somebody dropped the ball, no? Right. I would think so. They know it's a problem, and I don't think they know how to fix it. So we did get a statement from Public Works after our interview with Carol Haddock, the director of Public Works, and they basically said that the city's electronic maps do show the location of valves and pipes and all the infrastructure, but they said that the maps in the field that the crews use, that they go out to repair those, they say those are not always exact because maybe they weren't updated or there were, repair, there were repairs made or there have been landscaping. They say in some instances, some of the pipes and the valves have been paved over. And then they told us that the city hired four contractors to help public work crews repair all the breaks, but there's no word if they've done anything to update the infrastructure maps to help improve future issues that may pop up. Exactly, because so Carol Haddock wanted to just make sure that everybody knew, and we get that, that there were a lot of breaks and leaks, she said, because of drought conditions over the summer that then carried into the fall and the winter of last year. And we're like, we got that. We understand that. I think most people do. But it's then how long it takes to go and fix those things. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that was sort of what that whole story was about. Um, that story was bigger picture. But then we get the emails and the calls from people who are concerned about their own individual bills. Um, and those are the ones that we've been trying to help individually. When we come back, we're going to introduce you to one couple who, like so many other people, contacted us. And when these people call, they're desperate. Mm -hmm. So we're going to hear their story when we come back. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. So the next story we want to show you resulted, um, came about because of an email. And I think you might have taken this first email from this couple. Yeah, so they emailed us because they had paid their water bill every month on time. And then out of the blue, they got another bill for more than $2,000. That's like their worst nightmare. So there was no explanation from the city. They couldn't get, figure out what was wrong. And they couldn't get the city to adjust their bill. All right, so let's listen in. 
These are supposed to be the golden years for Rajni and Harry Kemnani. They raised three children in this modest West Houston home where they've lived for 30 years. But now, retired and partially disabled, instead of enjoying their empty nest, they're worried their water will be cut off. Totally confused, totally confused. I'm very confused. I don't know what I should do. He's confused because he pays his bills on time and in full. He actually reached out to the city last fall to ask why they failed to send water bills in May, July, and August. Instead of a response, he got two bigger bills in September. He assumed these bills made up for the months the city had not billed him. But then, in October, the city added a monthly payment arrangement of $2,118 to their bill with no explanation. I'm not refusing to pay anything, but not $2,000, you know. I don't have $2,000 to pay. No one from the water department would answer Kim Nani's emails in writing. But he says by phone, a city customer service representative told him his meter hadn't been read in three years and that the bills he had paid were only base charges. They didn't cover any water use. And now the city said that money is due. City code says that uh, we're supposed to get those those manual reads. We did not have the, the workforce uh, available to do that more quickly. Uh, and so we've shifted some things around uh, and uh, made sure that uh, either we get to it or uh, we don't build back beyond the three months. That's what Carol Haddock told us earlier this month, that even though city code says the city can bill back for charges not collected up to 24 months in the past, she said right now the water department will only back bill three months if the city estimates a customer's bills for more than that. But get this, the Kamnanis apparently don't count. You see, their bills were not estimated. They weren't billed for usage at all. Only base charges for years. And so right now, it shows you've used about 4,000 gallons. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, yeah I'll be three, four be fine. So the city finally adjusted that couple's bill from $2,100 down to $328. Great, right? That's a big difference. Right. <laughs> but they didn't explain why or how they determined that amount of money or how much water they use. So sure, they got the lower bill, but there was never really an explanation. Yeah, I mean, the Kim Nani's, we will say, we're very happy with that resolution. But in all of these, I mean, sort of what we're going after and asking for and a lot of the customers is transparency. Just show me if at one point you said I owed $2,100 and then you knock it down to 328, like how did you get there? Why did you say that I owed 2100 in the first place? And then so that we can check the math. Like with any bill, right? Right, or so that you don't, so that as a consumer, you can not do whatever you were doing. That may however. have caused that high bill. Right. Okay, so let's talk about this. Uh, reading your bills and the importance of looking at your water bills. Well, you sort of had your own experience, so maybe you do look at them regularly now. But, but before we started doing all these stories, how often did you actually go in and look at your specific bill? How many gallons you used and all that? Were you doing that? No. You yeah. kind of just, you know, you see what they what the bill is, and they're like, oh, that's about the range. Okay, sure. And then it auto pays. Yeah. And so most, I mean, a lot of people have it set on auto pay. I do too. So here's the problem with that. If you're never looking at the actual bill that the city's sending to see how many gallons you're using, to see what your reading is, then you could get caught up in this. That's exactly what the Camnanis did. So had they looked at their bill, they would see that they were not paying for any usage. They were only paying this base charge. And everybody, and a lot of people don't realize that, even if you don't 
use a single drop of water, you're going to have a bill. And usually it's between 20 and $30 a month before they ever bill you for any water. So you want to look at your bill to know, okay, are they actually charging me for water? And then every once in a while, go look at your water meter and make sure that the numbers on your readout on your meter line up with what your bill says. That's yeah. the one thing, first thing you want to look at. So the other thing you might want to look at on your bill is to see if your meter was actually read or if the city estimated how much water you used. We were surprised to learn how often that actually happens. Absolutely. And so when we started doing these um, these investigations, the city has recently changed on the water bill. They always noted estimated or EST within the last decade. You could always look at that on your reading, but usually it was on the second page of your bill and it was small. Sometimes it might just say EST, but now they have put the information on the front page of your water bill with a little notice that also says like, hey, this is not an actual read. And then also on the back page by your reading. So look for estimated or EST, and that could be a red flag to you that they may have overestimated or they could have underestimated. And if they underestimated it, they're going to come back to you down the road and say, oh, you actually owe more for that month than what you've already paid. That's where people are getting caught, is that they're way underestimating it and then coming back and saying you owe us for this much money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for those people who don't know, I was surprised to learn why the city is estimating so many meter readings. And so when we started asking questions last November, that's exactly what Carol Haddock told us. So she said that these reader uh, meter devices that are on all of our meters are outdated and old and so they put this technology on our meters way back in the late 90s so that they didn't have to have meter readers who are going on foot reading everybody's meters so these devices what they do is they will send your meter reading back to the city of houston water department but they're broken a lot of them and so since they're not sending them back there they don't have meter readers anymore. They said the whole department has 75 meter techs, 75 meter techs. And, and in the month of January, they averaged they needed to go read about 92,000 meters manually. Those are so out of about a little almost 500,000, about 100,000 of them needed to be manually read. Well, clearly they don't have the staff to do that. So then they just estimate. They're like, oh, kind of looking at past usage. We think they've used about this much this much and also the city of houston you could talk a little bit about this andrea on how many um times they're supposed to by city code be able to estimate your meter because you can't just do it on and on and on you're not supposed to be able to anyway right it's supposed to be three reads but they said hey because we're short-staffed we we admit we have been reading some of them for four months and more uh, I mean, I'm sorry. We have been estimating some of them for four months and more. Okay, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to our next one? Yeah. All right. So when we come back, we want to introduce you to a Houston professor who was stuck with an $8,200 water bill from a toilet leak. We've warned you about this before, but there's something everyone can learn from his case. Yeah, absolutely. And so there are some takeaways here. When we come back, we're going to talk about that case and then just some best practices. If you need help from us, we're always here taking your questions and we hope that we can provide you answers and also hope that we can provide you with enough information that you feel confident resolving some of these issues yourself. We'll be right back. Welcome back to this episode of Ask Amy. We are doing our best to go through all of your emails and your phone calls and helping you with all of your issues whenever you tell us that you need help with your water bill. 
We've gotten a lot of emails. And um, on this next one, we actually came across a GoFundMe that was for that these college students had put together for their own professor who had a giant water bill. Like $8,200. When Robert Gagnon is in Houston at this small home near Houston Christian University, he doesn't use much water, usually less than 1,000 gallons a month. He locked up and left for his home in Pittsburgh last summer. So I thought, what could go wrong? Um, well, obviously, I found out what could go wrong. When he returned to the house at the end of August... I could hear the water from the moment I came in the house. He heard his toilet running. This is the culprit. Yeah, I thought, well, I'm going to have a slightly bigger water bill this month. That was an understatement. And I opened up the bill and I saw... <laughs> You know, 5800 some odd dollars. Obviously, I was stunned. For June, the bill showed he used 55,000 gallons. Nine days later, on July 14th, a second meter read showed he used another 42,000 gallons of water. Who could possibly use that amount of water in a matter of a few weeks? Even the water department was suspicious because Gagnon says a representative told him they sent a meter reader in person to check the high readings on July 5th. But the city didn't alert him in a few hours or even a few days. On August 11th, the city sent a high water usage letter by mail. Gagnon didn't see the alert until he returned to Houston on August 25th. You would maybe expect some sort of notification other than a snail mail letter. That's right. The city says customers can choose how they want the water department to send bills and alerts. They say Gagnon chose snail mail. And when we have specific instructions on ways to communicate, uh, that is the only way that we can reach out to those customers. When Gagnon asked the city for some help reducing the bill. You need to fill out this uh, leak adjustment form. But they said, well, it won't do any good. <laughs> okay, so... I have to fill out a form, but it won't do any good. That's right. The water department does consider reducing some unusually high bills caused by water leaks, but toilet leaks are the only kind of leak not considered for a leak adjustment. When Gagnon students heard he was stuck with bills totaling $8,200, they set up this GoFundMe account to help the professor. The city got the money. Gagnon's got a message for the city. Uh, be willing to... Uh, compromise a little bit in the situation to help others. A little bit of humanity might be helpful. The takeaway here and what we thought was very helpful with Gagnon's case is that you need to check your own account. Hopefully that you've got an account set up online so that you can go in and look at it even and you're not waiting for those bills to be mailed to you and you're not waiting for any alerts or notifications. I mean, that was what really happened here. If he had set his alerts and notifications that he wanted to receive those by text message or by email, even when he was away in Pittsburgh, he would have seen that. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can go in to your online water account and say, I want you to contact me by email. I want you to contact me by cell phone. I want you to contact me by snail mail. And you can say all of the above to make sure you've got your bases covered. And it's Tim, I get it. You are tired of all the communication and probably, and you just don't want another text message. But for the water department, why don't we go ahead and just set those alerts for text messages? Right. I mean, I know I know that I want to receive them all of those ways. And I will say the other thing that we learned, so the city of Houston has this really cool feature called um, high usage alerts. So that was the one that they sent him. But I noticed on my account that whenever you go in, it says that this account is not currently eligible for a high usage alert. And I asked Carol Haddock about it, and she said it goes back to that reading device 
on my meter that she said is broken. And so if it's not constantly sending the amount of water that you're using to the water department, then they won't have that information in real time. And so your account isn't eligible to receive those notifications like instantaneous, because mm -hmm. that means they're waiting for the van or a car to drive past your house and get the reading. And that may only happen, you know, once a month. So, but go in, check your account. If you can get those, I'd set it up either way. That's good to know. So, um, and we, you know, we love when you guys email us, but if you have a problem with your water bill, first, you have to let the water department know. You Absolutely. have to call them and tell them what your problem is because they are working to work on problems. I mean, and so they can't, they won't even know there's a problem unless you notify them. And then the ways to do that are by calling them, the numbers on your water bill, obviously, or emailing them. I say you should definitely email them and call them. Some people say that they're waiting so long to get through, but if you email them later on down the road, you have that proof mm -hmm. that, hey, here's the email that I sent you, here's the date that I sent it, and that's important because the city now says that they'll put a hold on your account. So if you call them, if Andrea calls and says, I don't agree with this bill, I don't think I owe it, the city has to, by code, Put your account on hold for 30 days. Now, anything that you owed before that bill you're disputing, you owe it. And the next bill that comes, you owe it. But say it was a, that $8,200 bill from this professor or the $2,100 bill from the last couple, they do not have to pay that amount, and the city's not going to put any um, late fees on that, or they're not going to send you disconnection notices during that time. Yeah, And that's really helpful because that's where the panic comes in. When people mm -hmm. get these huge bills and they're, you know, what do I do, and they start you know, getting so worried. So this is, I think, helpful from the water department to say, hey, we're going to help you. We're going to try to figure out this problem to put it on hold. I think that's a, that's a good move. From the, yeah, that is a good move. And so it's 30 days. It's always been 30 days that if you um, call and dispute it, it's on hold for 30 days. Now, what we started hearing from some customers is that they, they put it on hold for 30 days and then the city never got back to them in that time to tell them we've resolved it or here's what we found. And then the hold fell off. And then people started getting the disconnection notices and late fees slapped on because this is all like software. Mm -hmm. It's not like a human going in and saying yeah. like, oh, let's put this on, you know, John Smith's account. And so that is why Carol Haddock said now, since our series started, our investigation started, they're extending that 30 days. Now they'll put a hold on your account for 90 days because they say they realize some of these problems take that long to investigate. Mm -hmm. So now when you go in and you dispute your bill, by code, you have 30 days by their word from what they're telling us. And you can refer back to these stories. They say they'll put your account on hold for 90 days. And that gives them time to look into it. And you don't have to pay it during that time period. Um, some of the other things that they said that had changed, we went over the way your bill looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But they say they've hired 35 more people just since November working in their customer service department. Those are people that are answering the phones when you call. Um, and so in the month of January, for example, they said that they had decreased the wait time down to 10 minutes. Like the average call, it was taking 10 minutes to get through to a real person to explain your problem. Mm -hmm. So that is some progress. That is good. Yeah. And on our website, we put, as far as the bill changes, I put screenshots of the bills with circles and arrows to show you exactly what to look for on your bill for all these things we've been talking about. So easy to navigate and figure out for your own self on the bills. Absolutely. And there's a special section. because So Andrea does 99.6% of all of our web content for all of our drain series, most mm -hmm. of the consumer stuff. And so you've we have our own section for drained now. We do. It is on our website or on our app. Very 
user friendly as far as you click on investigates and you'll see drains. Click on drains. You'll see all of the stories we've done from the community dealing with brown water to the professor's large bill to, you know, other families dealing with bills they can't afford or missing meter even. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it's not just that we hope to do individual stories. It's to have all the resources you need on these stories to help you solve your own problem if right. you have it. By looking and reading about other people's stories, then hopefully you're like, oh, yeah, okay, so that's how I go about fixing it. Mm -hmm. So our goal is, one, to get the city to change some of these practices that are causing these inaccurate reads and to help customers have a little bit better customer service and fixing the problems quicker, um, but also to help you figure out how to resolve your own case mm -hmm. with the city. If you have tried, if you have called and you have emailed and you feel like they're not getting back to you and you feel like they're sticking you with this bill that you don't owe, yeah, reach out to us. It'll be Andrea who answers your email or myself. Um, and the place to, to send those emails is... Ask Amy at kprc.com. Yeah, so I want to ask, ask Amy at kprc.com. That is right. And I wanted to show you this. When you ask us to help on your behalf to communicate with the city for you, they require you to fill out this request for disclosure of confidential information. And all this means, it's, it looks a little intimidating because it asks for your social security number and your driver's license number, which I had a problem with. But the city says we need the customers to fill this out so that we know it's them giving the city permission to speak with us about your account. So when you reach out to us, we will likely send you one of these forms and say, if you want us to contact the city on your behalf, you got to fill this out, send it back to us, and that gets the whole process started. Right now, we're sitting on about 300 complaints. Not sitting on them, but I mean, I told the city I'm going to try to not send you 30 at one time because it's averaging about four to six weeks to get answers mm -hmm. on individual cases. And we are very careful with your personal information. I mean, no one else is going to, whenever you send this to us and we send it to the city so right. that we can access your account, we're very careful with all your public information. Absolutely. And we only send it to the city, customer account services. You'll see the address, the email address on there that, that they say this form has to go to. That's exactly where it goes. Um, that wraps up this week's Ask Amy all about drained. We are going to link you to our drained section and a lot of our stories that will help you out in our show notes. Everybody have a great day.